1: Everybody welcome to another episode of Physical Friday. Um we talk a lot about what to do when you're on the road. Many of us are traveling for you know, our jobs, traveling for even even for fun. When you travel, oftentimes you leave home and you're on a great schedule. You're doing fantastic. You're going to the gym, you're in your group, you're doing whatever. Everything is working great. You go on the road whether that's to a business meeting, a convention or a vacation and everything comes to a halt. And when you come to a halt with your exercise, often your diet also goes off the rails. Then your sleep gets out of whack. Everything gets really messed up. You don't hydrate properly. Maybe you're drinking a little, maybe, I don't know, whatever happens, happens. But oftentimes travel can really throw a wrench into an otherwise really healthy schedule. And sometimes when that happens, I've seen it happen a lot with myself and many other people, is that you get derailed on a, on a short work trip, and it takes a couple of weeks to get back into your routine that you were in before the trip, and maybe by then, it's time to take another trip. And again, there's this cycle of being on a great schedule, getting off a great schedule, trying to get back on that can be very difficult and it can also be very frustrating because you're trying to make some real change. You were making real change and then something happened and you get messed up. So we've talked a lot about, you know, simple workouts that you can do at a hotel, even in your hotel room, uh, in a parking lot and other things. But there's another thing that you could do and that is to visit a gym while you're on the road And I do this a lot. Um, It's no secret that I like CrossFit. I have been doing CrossFit for over 10 years. Um, I don't think that it's the only way to get in shape by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's many ways to get in shape. If it works for you, fantastic. If it doesn't work for you, great. Find something that does. Um, For me, it's just a great... um, it's a great program for me. One of the things that I like about it the most is that I can compete with people or not necessarily compete. I mean, there is a com- competition side to it, but just kind of gauge my efforts on other people's efforts online. There are many opportunities, whether it's through a tracking software like, like I use Beyond the Whiteboard where if you enter um many of these workouts are benchmark workouts they have a name and that name means that it's the exact same workout every time so you take a workout like a real famous one from crossfit um, cindy right so cindy is five pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 squats and no matter where you do that it's going to be as many rounds as you can in 20 minutes so that's the workout it never changes and so everyone around the world, if they're going to do a, a workout and call it Cindy, that's it. So if you post a score to Beyond the Whiteboard for Cindy, say you did 20 rounds or 21 rounds in 20 minutes, then you have an opportunity to set that as a benchmark for yourself. But you also have an opportunity to see what other people in the world are doing—older people, younger people, men, women, whoever—and so it gives you an opportunity to see, ah. Huh, Okay, could I do better? Could I improve on this score? Um, Then maybe you don't know how to improve on the score, and there's plenty of videos out there. And this goes for hundreds of thousands of workouts around the world. And then there can be actual online competitions like the CrossFit Games um, open where you can um, compete with hundreds of thousands of people around the world in your age group or your – whatever, your region, your state, even in your gym. And, you know, if competition is not your thing, that's fine because it's not really about competing with other people as much as it is about competing with yourself. So anyway, that environment of a CrossFit type environment takes, you know, there's plenty of CrossFit workouts that require zero equipment, but there's also some, some that require, uh, that are very equipment intensive. So one of the things that I like the most about CrossFit is that each one of the CrossFit affiliates runs their gym the way they want to run their gym. So if you go to a CrossFit in your town and you might go to one somewhere else, there's going to be a similar vibe to it, but each person's going to do it a little bit differently. And I like to see um, how each gym is doing it, how they've built their sense of community, how... They specialize in, maybe one might specialize in Olympic lifting a little more than another one that's a little more of endurance. Then there's all this recovery aspect to it. But each gym has a little bit different vibe, a little bit different community, and a little bit different focus um, in how they run their workouts. So you can go and visit um, any CrossFit gym, uh, especially if you are already Um, proficient in all the CrossFit movements. You've been doing them for, you've been doing it for a while. Maybe you've got your um, level one certification, um, but none of that is really required. You can just go to a CrossFit gym and do what's called a drop-in. There's some etiquette involved in doing a drop-in that I've found over the years that kind of helps a little bit. And one is you want to do your research and find the place that's the closest to your hotel or wherever you're staying, or maybe you've heard about this gym and you want to do a drop-in. I will look for, um, if I know I'm going to go, I'll look for some sort of um, email address, phone number, something, and I'll try to make contact with that gym before and just say, hey, on Thursday, I'm going to be in your town. I thought I would come to the 6 a.m. class uh, before I've got to go to this meeting and would that be okay and that's an opportunity for them to say oh yeah we'd love to have you it's a ten dollar drop-in fee and you know are you uh experienced with crossfit and if you say no then they may say well you know we have a beginner's class at seven o'clock in the morning would that be something more up your alley or whatever whatever they might say it's an opportunity for you to introduce yourself so there's no surprises Sometimes that's not possible. People are busy. They don't uh, might not get back to you. You might not make contact with somebody or you're just in a town and you look on the map and you're like, wow, there's a CrossFit next door. I want to go do that. So you can look at their schedule and find out what times their classes are. Most of them run on the hour. A lot of them run on the half hour. Sometimes I've seen that before. And um, so if you're going to go to the 6 a.m. class, I would get there no later than 530 am and um have plenty of time to kind of survey the scene make sure you're there make sure you're parked in the right place make sure that uh when you get there you can talk to the instructor and there is very likely going to be a waiver that you're going to need to fill out uh get all that paperwork done far before the class starts because you don't want all of this kind of you know red tape busy work to get in the way of the class and so Get there early enough to where you can fill out any kind of paperwork and then uh, introduce yourself and introduce yourself to the entire class. And when you do, um, oftentimes you don't have to do that because part of the part of the deal is that it's a very friendly environment. So usually the uh, instructor, uh, the head coach will introduce you to the group, write your name on the board and off you go. You're you're there. And most of the time I find that uh, people will ask for about a $10, maybe a $20 I've seen drop-in fee, or buy a t-shirt. And if you buy a t-shirt, you know, you're supporting that gym as well. Uh, Some people don't have any drop-in fee. Like, come on. Yeah, great. Come work out with us. That'd be fantastic. Um, But that is a great way to experience a lot of different kind of ideas on fitness a lot. Meet some new people. If it's a town that you're going to regularly, um, like some people... Travel to a town maybe once a month or once every couple of months, and that's like a regular thing on your travel schedule. Finding a place that you can go and feel comfortable and get a good workout and kind of kind of not go off the rails when you leave town, that's a really good thing. So establishing that relationship is fantastic. And, you know, you don't have to stop with the first one you find. If, that, if you like that first one, great, but, you know, there's no harm in uh, checking them all out check them all out because that's kind of what you're doing. You're going around and looking at other gyms besides your own. You're, you're learning a few things here and there. And some of the, some of the most fun I've had is, is traveling to other gyms. So that's how to do a CrossFit drop-in. There are other places like a lot of people do Orange Theory. They allow drop-ins as well. You can just go visit another gym and often there's a, just a waiver or whatever or sometimes you're in the you're in the system and you don't have to do that but you know I just encourage you to realize that when you do go out of town it's not the end it's not the end of your of your fitness you know you can continue doing what you've done whether that's through so many of the workouts that we've published on um, tomrollandpodcast.com or on you know talked about on this on this Um, podcast or you know you go and experience another gym and do something different we also have uh just recently done um a podcast with dave redding who was one of the founders of f3 f3 is also in 36 states and in almost every major city so if you're into that um you could find a group on your on your travels that's usually early and that's another fun thing to do man experience other people what they're doing talk to them and uh but most importantly don't let travel derail your progress that you've worked so hard to get so drop in on travel that's how to do it all right physical friday for today see you